Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. I don't know if you've noticed this, but both of us are dressed in almost a thematically appropriate way for the deck we're reviewing today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I am already feeling the joy in this moment. Oh, and good. So like, well, let me be as comfortable as possible yeah. in as Florida as possible in the middle of summer in South Korea. I mean, so. seriously, <laughs> it's already over 80 degrees and it's still Ugh. 520 in the morning oh, where no. I am. So floral robes <laughs> is the way to go. And both of I us know. are wearing them. <laughs> and I'm just going to imagine my kitchen is the lanai with some wicker furniture on it. Yeah, exactly. So. And we're just going to be totally transported instead of in our own incredibly anxious little brains where there's so much going on in our lives that we're like unable to handle it. <laughs> So for all of the, like, the next hour, we're going to be transported to Florida. Yeah. With some older ladies just living their life and eating cheesecake. I know. I, when I was uh, researching about the deck, I found all of these articles about a show that was supposed to be produced in, like, 2017 that was sort of, like, a homage to Golden Girls, but oh. with four gay men. Oh, which seems like it would also be very fun. Yeah. But then I think it just kind of like didn't go beyond production because of ageism. Right. Like it was also oh, supposed yeah. to be like like late Older middle aged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The whole same sort of vibe, I guess. Even the same thing okay. with like four people and stuff. But it never went off the ground, which is a shame. Oh, that is a shame. But anyway, nevertheless, we're here <laughs> in our floral robes. Trying not to actually sweat. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm like. I have like the fan on like the lowest possible setting. So hopefully it's not detected by this microphone because it is burning up. <laughs> I feel like every single summer podcasters just talk about how hot it is where they're <laughs> podcasting because we can't have fans on. We can't. Well, it made me laugh so much because True Crime Obsessed. Um, yeah, that's exactly Jillian, what I was Exactly. <laughs> Jillian, of course, is like in her like bloody hot apartment and Pat Patrick's in their offices that are nice and like cooled before he gets in there. <laughs> and so poor Jillian's like burning up and someone recommended like a ice towel that oh, she could yeah. drape across her legs. And I was like, that is really great. If it didn't cause me to get wet while we're I know. talking, <laughs> I think that that's the thing. So when I we our air, our air conditioner was not working two weeks ago, and it didn't like get below eighty five degrees even in the middle of the night for like Ugh. days and days and days. So there was this whole weekend where it was getting to ninety three in our house every day. Ugh. And my sister was like, oh, put some towels in the freezer. And I had that same thought of like, yeah, I totally would do that if there was some way to not then also be getting like melting Soaking water wet. all over I know. everything. <laughs> I know. And like, I have this thing. I hate, I don't like stickers and I don't like wet, cold Dampness. things. Dampness. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's <laughs> not like a worst snake. Yeah. Because like snakes and like frogs are fine because there is like a different but when you have like a towel that's like just seeping wet, yeah, cold, it's like, ugh. yeah, no thank <laughs> Gag you. Gagworthy, so no thank you. So I will just struggle and sweat through this robe if if I need to. Yeah, so. exactly. I was telling some friends the other day that I just feel like once you live in a super hot place, you stop being self conscious about sweating. <laughs> You're like, it's just happening, people. <laughs> well, my husband has no sweat glands that smell, and I do. <laughs> So it's I'm, very, I've very never been more severe. angry to he hear. Anything I know. In my I life. know. It's a, it's a Korean male gene that they like. They, some Korean men do not have this gene that they smell when they sweat or they don't smell a lot. And oh so my I'm God. just constantly mad because we'll be in the same vehicle and I will be 
stinking up our car and my husband will be like fresh like a daisy still smelling like his aftershave and I'm just like You're like, I hate you. I hate you. I'm wearing three layers of deodorant. Why? Yeah, seriously. We always joke in my family, my my dad's side of the family, the Greek side of the family is just a very sweaty people. Like my cousin Andrew brought like four different white shirts to his wedding. And oh his brother, gosh. Sam, who was the uh, best man, would like basically spot when he'd sweated through his shirts and take him to another room to change. <laughs> Because they wanted all the pictures to look like yeah, he was still fresh. sort of like, yeah, fresh and That's pulled together, but it was so hot. So he had oh like basically gosh. a shirt spotter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so sweatiness is a thing. Yeah, for sure. it is. So don't be embarrassed. It happens at summertime. Just yeah. accept it. Accept the you sweat. <laughs> oh gosh. I just, it's like kind of what we uh, we were talking about our compulsion of nail biting and how there's oh, like, yeah like randomly some morality and cleanliness ascribed to a habit like that. And it's the same thing with sweating. Like sometimes you're just going to be sweaty and there's really no reason to ascribe cleanliness to it because no, in certain environments you're just going to like, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's weird to be like, if you are outside and you get sweaty, there's something wrong with you rather than it just being like, my body's trying to regulate itself. Thank you very much. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I have sweat glands and thus. And they work. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. Now that we both are probably sweating. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Glistening. Uh, Okay, so I'm picking the card of the day today, and I am using Antique Anatomy, the mass market version. One of my multiple copies, because I'm (laughs) Annette. Yeah, well, that's I'm okay. an enthusiastic collector, Esther. In September, you'll hopefully have a Korean copy coming your way. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that. Oh, we got the High Priestess. Ooh, that's a good sign for the episode. Yeah. Yeah, so Esther found a Korean antique anatomy, and Claire hadn't even seen it. Like, it just, I think that that's like the weird thing about publishing that people don't really realize, because I certainly didn't, is that like, once somebody owns your shit, I mean, we kind of knew this in terms of the like, original cardstock quality that everyone was all up in arms about. But I didn't realize they could just distribute it in other languages and like not even tell you like that's the thing. It's like, you don't even know. Yeah. The the weird thing. And for me, the weird thing was, is that it was like a Kickstarter, like a Korean, it was like on the Korean version of Kickstarter. And I, and I was like, and I didn't find it out until like a week after it had finished. And I was like, well, I can't buy it. And then, like, it kickstarted again in July, and I had missed it by, like, a day, I think, oh when I discovered gosh. it. And I was so mad. And then, so I ended up contacting the publisher, and they're like, in in both of our own broken languages, we're, you know, we were co- trying to communicate. And they said, it's going to be out in September. So. And I was like, get me one of those. The car stock is going to be linen. Huh. With a casino finish, which is so different a from casino finish, that's gonna be so shiny. So, or I think it's like a I matte casino, slick. like a shuffle slick, yeah, sort of thing. 
So that'll be interesting. be interesting. I know. Huh. Well, I cannot wait. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. My self-appointed archivist of Black and the Moon decks will feel so joyful to Complete. have all of the like international variations of Yay. antique anatomy. <laughs> I think everything's still in English, like on the card faces themselves, but like the book See, is in Korean. That bums me out. I wish that it was Korean on the card. I, they oh, should well. have consulted me for translation because I, I would have been there. We I'm should like, start or we should. Like I have any control over this at all. I do not speak <laughs> Korean. I don't know how I would ever do this, but you should market yourself. <laughs> Like a Korean English tarot. Yeah. We'll see. Like you should be translating cool indie decks into Korean all the time. I know. I, I, it, I, it's something that I would enjoy doing, but with my current work schedule, it's not possible. Oh, that's but maybe true. next, maybe, maybe next that's summer. A, that's the, next summer is <laughs> the goal. Next summer is the goal. <laughs> 2021, when all yeah. of us are holding out hope that 2021 <laughs> will just be like normal and fine and everything's normal. great. <laughs> Yay. Okay, and with that, our first question of the day is from Emmett. He asks, I am 34, and for a variety of reasons, I'm moving with my parents for the rest of 2020. Yep. I generally have a good relationship with my parents, but it's definitely been a strain over the past couple of years because I'm trans and queer, and they are very devout evangelical Christians. They've handled things as well as I could expect. They at least make an effort to use the correct name and pronouns and are letting me stay with them while recovering from top surgery in November. At the same time, it's a stressful situation, and I'm struggling with feelings of failure for even having to move back in at this point in my life. On top of that, they just informed me that they cannot allow things like tarot cards, crystals, occult items, etc. in their home. I'm already thinking of ways to deal with this, keeping a deck in my car, things like that, but I'd love any advice y'all may have for maintaining my practice in that environment, especially when I've already been struggling with consistency because gestures wildly at everything about 2020. <laughs> if that isn't a full mood no, just like like like, like vanna white it's like yeah basically how can i best take care of myself during what will likely be a stress very stressful four months thanks okay i was wondering how long it would be so four months is the time frame we're looking at my brain just had a 100% glitch realizing that there were only four months left in the year 2020. Oh. Yes. Isn't Ugh. that wild? Can't okay. think about Can't it. Can't think about it too much. <laughs> I, <laughs> my 89-year-old grandmother called this a waste <laughs> of a year earlier this week. And I she's was like, 89. oh, God. The 89-year-olds like, are like, I, this. The Spanish flu was fine. <laughs> That was fine. This <laughs> yeah. is a waste of the year. That was 20 years I'm, before I'm just, she was I'm born. Just <laughs> okay, so we should we can pull cards for this, but I also feel like maybe just giving Practical advice about stuff. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm thinking is small things. Make everything miniature. Like yeah. if you want crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds really bad. Like make everything miniature. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. But also, I guess I just never really understand like some evangelicals ascribing witchcraft to crystals because there are so many people who like right. shiny rocks that aren't like witchy. Well, and I was thinking that also if you had like raw crystals oh, that yeah. could be like specimens, like you could say, Oh, this is a specimen that I picked up from a river for hiking. Like I'm not saying lie. 
but I'm saying like. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I'm there with you. But like even in your car, keep a stash of like palm stones or pebbles that you can put, fit in your pocket. So even if like you feel like you need something on your person, you can easily slip it into a pocket yeah. or a bag or something. Well, and also I think that it sounds kind of like Emmett has a pretty decent relationship with his parents. And so if he wants to like have a area of his room, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe having like a box that is very subtle, mm-hmm. like just a shoe box or whatever, where you can keep all of that stuff. I don't feel like based on the other things that you've that Emmett said about his parents, that they would like be digging through all of this snooping shit. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because some evangelicals can kind of assume because you're under my house, then you're in my authority yeah. sort of stuff. So I don't know how, how what branch of evangelicalism Evett's past is from. Um, because even like some families would be like, you know, you're even though you're, you know, in your mid fifties, you're back in my house, you're by my rules sort of stuff. And it's just like, okay, don't you think I'm it's... an adult paying taxes? Yeah, exactly. That always seems really interesting to me because I feel like culturally, a lot of cultures have adult children living at home Yeah. or like, you know, till you're married or there's like some other random time frame of when it's like the norm for people to move out. So it, I feel like it's like... The shame that Emmett's feeling about moving home is something that would be a good focus for card pulling because I don't think it's yes. warranted, especially we're right. like in still in the middle of a pandemic. I feel like if I didn't have my current living situation, I would move back in with my parents too, just because right, it's like right. so lonely. It can be just so hard yeah. to deal with stuff well, especially when you're in surgery recovery. Yeah. It's like major surgery. Yeah, like, super you major. Need people there to help you. Um, also, I would say for tarot cards, using apps on your phone totally. may be the best way to do this. Like, have something on hand for yourself. And maybe, like, to be consistent, maybe have, like, a journaling app on your phone, too. Like, yeah. with card pulls. And, like, so I know all that of it Jamie saw, or on your iPad. Yeah. Like, Jamie Sawyer just came out with her tarot journal that's really, really good. It has spreads inside. And, and like it's all virtual. Jamie's journal is not, like, yeah. something that you would print out. And it's super right. dynamic and interesting with the way, the functionality of it being kind yes. of like a... I guess like cloud based journal and like she has like daily journaling pages. There are even like parts in there where you can do sp- like she has collaborated with lots of people for spreads, like all kinds of spreads. So you would have something on hand yeah. so you don't have to like try to go and find stuff. It's just all kind of like right there for you too. Yeah. Another thing to think about might be if you have any decks that are a little bit more like oracle or angel-y, those are the sort of things where there's like a little bit more of a gray area. So that might be something to like try out with your parents because you can still do a lot of reflection and divination and development and growth using decks that are more like oracle or even reference Christianity in them. And there's like a whole subset yeah. of oracle decks that are very Christian Esther and I just don't have any. Yeah, of them. yeah. It was there's one that's like really popular. It it's it's very to me it's very um gaudy in the little ways, but it has like it's like very floral and it has like affirmations on mm-hmm. it, and it seems a bit like it's kind of like center like not like on Christian God, but like a God, higher yeah power a single God, sort of God which single I think is part God. Of it part of the reason that we're like, Meh. yeah, we're just like, eh. so I forget what that deck name, it's like gray box. It's like 
I think it has affirmations in it or something, but another thing you, okay, this might, your face that you've just made was just like, <laughs> I just have this what is weird, going on? <laughs> weird idea that I think would be completely bananas, but also okay. probably fairly functional in a scenario, which in which you're like very, very worried about this sort of thing being seen by your family and having them be upset about it would be, to literally just, I mean, if we talk about cards being literal pieces of paper, why couldn't you just literally on printer paper, cut them into uh-huh. strips and write down either the names of the cards or affirmations that you find useful or whatever, right. and then fold them into tiny little squares and keep them in a jar or keep them in a sandwich bag in your closet yeah. or whatever, because there's no reason. I mean, it's obviously less than ideal because intuition can sometimes be sparked by the images on the card. But there's mm-hmm. no reason that you wouldn't be able to get an incredibly accurate reading through just knowing the title of the card. Like when we, oh, yeah. at the very, very, very beginning of the podcast, we created decks just for ourselves that were called, what did we call them? The WTF tarot or whatever? Yeah, I think so. The They were like just black cards that on the back said tarot cards and on the front just said the name of the name card. Of the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was mostly a joke between us because we thought it was so funny yeah. and sort of like irreverent, but also, it still worked for readings. Like, that deck yeah. still worked for readings. So I think that you could kind of, like, create something for yourself that's even more subtle because you could just, like, keep it folded or in a sock or whatever and right. be able right. to pull cards still. Um, but yeah. I guess, like, the larger issue of feeling like you're going to need to hide such a huge part of yourself would be something that we could pull cards for. Because I know that that's yeah, stressful. Definitely. I mean, when Esther yes. came to visit me, that was like almost two years ago, which is I know. wild to think about. She was with her family for the first week and like full-blown didn't have any cards. Like it was no. just completely something that just was shut off. Right. Well, and I had like apps on my phone, but I but also this is, could be a time for you to ask your friends, can you do a one card pool for oh, me? Oh, yeah. You can ask like our Facebook group, like, hey, I need a pool for this, you know, and that could be a way for you also to get like an outreach of that out of your system. Well, not out of your system, like it's a bad thing, but just so you have that Outlet, lifeline yeah. for yourself. Yeah. The Discord so. has a, what are they called? Subsection, whatever the subsection function on Discord is. Our Discord has one that says reading help, and mostly it's been people asking for feedback about cards that they've pulled. But if you needed a reading because there was a situation that you weren't able to see clearly or you weren't able to work through on your own, that would be like a completely appropriate non-Facebook place also to just be like, can anyone quickly pull a card for me? And I think that that's like part of the community component that we want to encourage people as needed. Like Mm -hmm. you should feel comfortable with asking your fellow wildlings for some assistance, because I do think like, I don't know, maybe it's just recently we've gotten so many people kind of dealing with some evangelical trauma, like some Christianity, evangelical Christianity, stuff coming up I think probably because the world is a dumpster fire and so a lot of like some of the more fire and brimstoney churches are encouraging their people to see this Mm -hmm. as like the end of times yeah (laughs) and so it's we've gotten like literally so many people who've had that sort of thing come up lately yeah so go to your wildlings because they can help yeah (laughs) we're 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 here when you need us. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot more people who understand coming from that background than you think there yeah. are who are here. 
Mostly yeah. because Esther has been so vulnerable <laughs> and open about her own experiences with this. You make people feel comfortable yeah. with asking, and that's so sweet. Yeah, I, I try. Now we're evangelizing post-evangelical Christianity. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but shall we pull some cards for Emmett? Yes, let's pull some cards for Emmett. And he ends with, how can I best take care of myself? So I feel like that's a good place to start. Okay. And I'm using Kaleidodope Tarot. Oh, nice. I can't wait. Because I've been using it all myself, but I can't wait to kind of use it for everybody else now. Yeah, because when we reviewed it, you didn't have it in hand yet. I didn't have it in hand. And I got to finally see the Three of Cups up close. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is an ice bucket. <laughs> Not a popcorn bucket. I like the popcorn idea, too. <laughs> All right, Emmett. I also love the name Emmett. It's so cute. I do too. <laughs> okay. Oh no. What did I you just, get? I just love this deck so much. I got the magician and the ten of wands. And I got the seven of wands and the sun. So it's it's they're kind of mirroring each other. Yeah, I think just keeping an eye on the fact that this is like temporary and that you're resilient and you can power through and sort of like shoulder the burden of sort of like being in charge of your own self. Right. Like you still can create an environment that works for you, even if you have to just like do it in a little bit more of a defensive, like right heavy way. Uh-huh. It's okay to, it, to me, it's, this is like saying it's okay to create boundaries for yourself, yeah. and, even though you're in their house. It's okay to, to maintain those boundaries and to stand up for yourself. And to me, with the sun coming up, it's in, it's kind of being, especially with the magician, it's more of like intentionally making that happen, happiness happen. Yeah. That makes any sense. Like, totally. it's not going to just come to you by just kind of like assuming that the happiness will come. You'll have to kind of like, it'd be intentional in creating that for yourself in, in these four months. Yeah, totally. And also the other thing with the sun showing up with the magician is that it's almost like this is where you're sort of like, what do I want to say? It's almost like this is your chance to show how you taking control of this component of yourself also, like in mm -hmm. addition to the top surgery, which is also kind of a component of that sort of like stepping into the light and having some, right. like, like affirming surgery that way. It's also like you you could sort of in some ways step into the light and show how grounded and bright and mm. capable using these tools makes you also. So they might yeah. say, no, 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 don't do any of this. Don't bring it into our home. But if they see that you are shining light on your own capability in some way, that could be your chance to sort of like, I guess, I don't know. I want to, I don't. Cause I don't think that you're going to change their minds about having the stuff in the house. But I think if they could see you sort of shedding light onto that part of your life, it might seem less scary to them and yeah. less like, like, I guess wrong in some ways, if you can mm -hmm. sort of show your magic and it's yeah. going to be in a position where you still feel like you have to be defensive and it still feels maybe a little bit difficult with that 10 of wands and seven of wands. But mm -hmm. you are spotlighting your own capabilities by saying, like, you know, fine, I'll follow your rules and I'll still be my awesome developed self <laughs> that yeah. I've been able to cultivate because of these tools. And you're going to see how much, you know, I've grown and how 
capable I am of controlling my world around me and all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to say it's like reverse evangelicalism, like evangelism, but it's like you're in certain ways because of their background with evangelicalism and things of the cult being like demonic and evil and things like that. It's kind of showing, like Holly said, that aspect of, oh, it's not as scary as I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, you know, my child is not as different as I thought they were. Yeah. It's not like, it's, they're not this scary thing that I've envisioned in my mind. Yeah. Like the idea of having the tarot stuff and the like moon intention right. stuff and the crystal stuff is like not showing evil, but showing good that can come from it almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's like, isn't that part of evangelism, like it, within Christianity where like you're supposed to be living such a inspirational life that everyone feels like they also need Jesus to accomplish that. Yep. It's sort of yep, like pretty- that, but with, <laughs> but with, with tarot, tarot and crystal. <laughs> yeah. Which I oh. think it works. I mean, obviously there's a community of sort of like love and light only light workers who that's their bread and butter is showing how peaceful and joyful their life is. If you only, you know, let the good in or whatever. So that's like a component (laughs) of sort of the spirituality that we have, but Mm -hmm. in a like kind of more scary way to me, honestly, but still (laughs) anyway, (laughs) but yeah, Emmett, I think that the I think pairing the seven of wands with the ten of wands and the sun with the magician is the best way to sort of harness that energy of both like being yourself and also setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, I kind of think not dealing with the shame, but like touching <clears throat> on the shame, like maybe something that they can think about through the next, you know, few months or hold on to that hope or something like leaving them with something other than just like be the magician, be the light sort of <laughs> like boundaries. thing. <laughs> yeah. Set boundaries. Okay. So we could do, I'm looking for my thread of fates deck. There it is. Okay. I'm going to draw a thread of fates, threads of fate. There we go. That's, that's a correct pronunciation. <laughs> threads of fates card. And then if Holly wants to follow up with her sort of draw, if there's something. Do I want to use an oracle deck? Okay, so something, a message for Emmett is what I'm going to ask the deck to give me. Okay. Just a message for Emmett. And I love this as an oracle deck because it's just like, boom, in your face. So one flew out of the deck, and that was the revolutionary. I have some random pages that kind of flopped out of the book because... I really use this book a lot. Okay, revolutionary. <laughs> it's it's one of the big cards in the back. They're, it's considered like one of their majors in this um, Oracle deck. Okay. So the revolutionary card is asking you to challenge the status quo, whether it is external or, or internal. The revolutionary seeks to do things radically different. Like the outlaw, the revolutionary has ideals that can be viewed as out there. They are a natural leader that can see the collective needs and are able to put it into action. They invite others to be part of the build of building the world with them. The revolutionary invites us to bring some of the trailblazing energy and apply it to the situ- our situation in life. How can you meet the en- the needs of the collective and how can you lead with integrity? I just think, to me, this is the beginning of your calling. Mm-hmm. Like, this step is just going to be so massive for you in this time is not going to be wasted. Yeah. Because I think that's what... 
there, there's a fear and that shame of this time is going to be wasted. Like I'm just, you know, here at recovering point, with my yeah. family and, you know, things like that. And to me with the revolutionary coming up, this is just your call. And this is, this just the beginning of that. Mm, yeah, so totally. don't think of this as wasted time. Think maybe just think of this as like preparation. Right. Time. Yeah. Preparatory. Which I think makes a lot of sense because you're going through like a physical transformation and also sort of an emotional transformation because of that physical transformation and because you're sort of like back in a space that you have been before, which always brings up a lot of feelings. So I think that that all makes sense. It's sort of like a time to or a time in which stuff will be kind of like solidified as far as like what you want out of this life experience. Yeah. Good luck, Emmett. Yes, good luck. It's we all exciting stuff. Yeah, and, and let if us know. You need if we cards read. We can figure out a do You know, in the group and <laughs> Esther's reach like, out. We can't have people emailing us to for us to pull cards. <laughs> really cards, <laughs> but we have groups in place. Yeah, there are people who can. We Esther's are setting boundaries. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our, our, our default gut reaction is always like, just email us, and then it's like, except for. Except for everything. Except for, <laughs> yeah, that would be really stressful. But yeah, we do have a community of people who can help. All right. Our second question is from Ken's. And Ken says, hi, I have a question about interpreting a few cards that I pulled. The question I, I asked was a general and I'll admit slightly frantic. How do I get through this? The three cards I pulled were the seven of cups, the four of cups and the ten of cups. The this I'm referring to is my mess of an emotional state. The last month has been tough, and my boyfriend and I went from buying a house that the seller decided they didn't want to sell a week from closing, God, that's stressful, to deciding we need to wait until things are more stable at his workplace. Thanks, COVID-19. Mixins in general, pandemic blues, job stress, creepy apartment maintenance guy, and the stress all of this has had on my relationship with my boyfriend. I have been very down, and it's starting to affect my relationship with him. I figured Tarot might help me see what I needed to do to heal slash get a grip and move on. I'm still very new to tarot, so I'm struggling to see what my deck is telling me. I think it's telling me I'm being emotional and that it's going to be okay, but I guess I just need a little more guidance on how to get there. What are your thoughts? And so again, the cards that she pulled for how do I get through this were the seven of cups, the four of cups, and the ten of cups. Yes. So I think that your initial gut reaction is probably right. I mean, it's not saying you're too emotional, but I think it's just saying like, there's a ton going on, so this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There's all these, like, first of all, all these cups, there's all these emotions. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's all these emotions, and this is how to parse it down, is the seven of cups, this four of cups, and this ten of cups. Exactly. So. And I think that that's, I mean, it's, fr- I always feel frustrated by the seven of cups, to be honest. I ha- yeah, yeah. Whenever I get it, I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm asking, Tarot. Like, I know right. that there are a thousand <laughs> options, and I can't options decide. Options and decisions, and I can't make them. <laughs> yeah. And then, the four of com- and then the four of cups is coming up like a taunt, like, you can't make a decision. Yeah. You can't make a decision. And you're like, shut up. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see that about my own experience. But I think paired with the Ten of Cups, it's kind of like, it's sort of affirming that everything is going to be okay if you can yes. just figure out where the opportunities are that you're not really seeing. And yes. I think a lot of the opportunities that you're not really seeing comes from feeling so overwhelmed by each and mm-hmm. everything that's even listed in the question. Like, 
Right. All of oh, the yeah. pandemic blues, job stress, the maintenance guy at the apartment being creepy, all of the stress, like relationship stuff that comes up from that. So I think that like one strategy would be to pull cards for each of those, like literally write down on a piece of paper, this situation at work, this situation with my boyfriend, this situation with my living situation, and then pull cards that are more action oriented for each of those subtopics. Yeah, I love that. I think that just doing like a classic, like what's going on and what should my next step be for each of those situations would make it so Mm -hmm. that you could see those seven of cups, those seven cups more clearly or that one cup that's in the air being offered that you're not seeing in the four of cups, like RWS uh, depiction. Mm -hmm. And then you can figure out ways to move forward. I think the 10 of cups is really good in that situation because it's trying to make you feel a little bit more confident that like, yeah, you know, everything will be emotionally fine. Everything like you're set up for that kind of like stability and comfort Mm -hmm. and accomplishment. But Figuring out ways to make each of the little situations feel like something you have more control over will alleviate some of that four of cups, seven of cups, like taunting. <laughs> right. And it's it's kind of with the seven of cups and four of cups. It's like find the opportunity with the cups that you've presented. Yeah. You know, it's it's sort of to me, that's what those two would kind of say together is find the opportunity, like find what you should do and find what you shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you have to make a decision about each of those cups and not look at them all as a collective together. Because right. Otherwise, you're going to be overwhelmed. And that's why doing each thing individually will be helpful, because that'll also allow prioritizing Like, which of these things needs me to worry about it and which of these things Mm -hmm. does not need me to worry about it almost. Right. And then rather than, like, feeling like there aren't any options or there are too many things that you're trying to focus on, you can, like, create more of an action plan to get through each step individually. So I think that you totally interpreted it well, but I would not give yourself grief about being too emotional. Oh, not at all. (laughs) I mean, we are in the year of 2020. There's no such thing as being too emotional. I mean, seriously, we're all just trying our absolute best. And we have to say that out loud because Mm -hmm. we need to hear it also. So it's not like we've like become so evolved that this isn't fucking us up too. Oh, no. (laughs) Not like between like our our first session this morning was was with each other for 20 minutes. Yeah. Just being like. We're vomiting like. My state is on fire. (laughs) I know. It's just so. a lot. There's just, it, yeah. and it also feels unending. Like kind of, yes. I was talking to Esther before we started recording about how the wildfires in California are freaking me out because you, there's no end in sight with fires because uh-huh. you just never know what'll happen and how long they'll burn really. Like even with firefighters doing their best, winds can change and it's so unpredictable. And that's a metaphor for the entire year. Like there's yes. no end in sight. There's no way of saying here's where the hard stuff will stop. And that's uh-huh. what's causing all of this grief and trauma amongst all of us is that it's never ending. And so it feels right. like I can't plan like in an incredibly, incredibly overly simplified way. Even Nathan keeps being like, Hey, in spring, do you want to go X, Y, or Z? Which is a game he always plays. He'll get like emails about flight deals and he'll be like, do you want to go to Fiji? Do you want to go to Greece? Do you want to go to Norway? And I just always say yes every single time because duh, of uh-huh. course I want to go to these places. Yeah. Uh, it rarely happens, but whatever. It's just our strategy of joking and thinking about the future. But I can't even do that. No. Because he's like, do you want to go to Athens in March? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I want to, but there's no way to know if that'll be possible. <laughs> 
And so I think that lack of definitive ending is what's causing yeah. all of us so much grief. And in a situation where Ken's is in, where she's like trying to make changes, like they were trying to buy a house that couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. There's all of these things where it's like, then the stress and uncertainty is compounded by disappointment. And so of course yeah. it's going to put a strain on your relationships with people and uh-huh. on your feelings about yourself. And you just have to, figure out ways to rest the control that you do have. And I think that pulling cards for that is the best way to do it. Yes. I love that. Your brilliant mind, Holly. (sighs) I love your brilliant mind too. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's so hard. (laughs) I know. And then it's just like, oh no, I just can't. Like Esther's entire town flooded last week. Like the entire town was under 18 inches of water. It's just like, come on. And and I couldn't go on vacation because there was then a typhoon like the next day. It's just like, oh, come on. Yeah, seriously. Like it's just, and we, people are joking about how it just feels like the hits don't stop coming, but it's actually true. It's true. It's, it's actually true. true. The hits don't stop coming. And that's what's so stressful is that you never know. We, I feel like you're, we're just spending all of our time completely tensed waiting yes. for the other shoe to drop. Like oh, I'm yes. like my body is like completely uh-huh. just like, like just completely uh-huh. tensed. I'm constantly having to remind myself to take a full deep of like deep breath of air deep breath and of drink air. a glass of water because my body is just like, I'm so glad this is an audio medium. I know. Well, we did it. We're doing it very well. I'm sure people understand that emotion. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But anyway, all of you are doing a great job. If you are waking up every morning or every afternoon, it doesn't matter to me. You can wake up at 4 p.m., whatever you need to do. If you are alive, you're nailing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're eating, sleeping, drinking water, functioning. Two of those three things. Two of those three things at any given moment. (laughs) You're doing great. We love you. But also so much. have a fucking glass of water right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you are not pull over your car and get some anything, water, get some water. Now <laughs> you need to drink 16 ounces of water immediately. And then you'll probably feel better. And also while you're drinking, make sure that you're breathing. Not well. I mean, do it in a safe way. So you don't accidentally like asphyxiate yourself, but take a minute to just take a deep breath and get a fucking glass of water. And I will do that as soon as we're done recording. Yeah. I have some I water bottle right here. I've been chugging the whole time. I just only have coffee, <laughs> which is the opposite <laughs> but of water. <laughs> there are there are water bottles on Amazon that tell you like every hour there's like a, like yeah, a, a notch goal. you're supposed to hit. I'm just like, yes, I need that. I mean, I think that so one method that I've also seen that I really like is putting rubber bands around just a reusable water bottle. I only mm-hmm. I have a really hard time drinking out of metal bottles. So I only drink out of glass. Metal bottles, like I'll do it for like hiking or whatever, but I have a weird sensory issue with it. (laughs) But anyway, so if you're, if you have like a big glass, like a 32 ounce mason jar, even put rubber bands on it and just have those rubber bands represent an hour. Cause I tend to be a chugger, but I guess that's also pretty bad for bladder. You're you're getting water. This is like one of those things that I would never have thought of before TikTok. And then suddenly I was on like, like bladder health TikTok. And they're like, they're like, don't chug. You have to sip water slowly throughout the day for optimal bladder health. Had no idea. 
But also, breaking news, Esther has a TikTok that she's just <laughs> using to surf through TikTok so she's not like doom scrolling through Twitter. I know. So. Because <laughs> it's a little bit more joyful. You come across way more fun, interesting, like, informative like things. Like facts. Like there's a Korean doctor. Like he's um, like, I think like a, the equivalent like a, of like a chiropractor. Uh-huh. But he's like giving you tips on like acupuncture points for like migraines cool. and stuff like that. I'm like, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, TikTok. I'm glad that I finally talked to Esther into it. And what was the video that finally broke your back about that the straw that was it the back? i think it was the um girl who was talking about her evangelical upbringing oh like, yeah there was that, like an yeah. independent uh what is that a uh, bill gothard yeah bill gothards yeah she was like ju- she was kind of talking about her experience leaving a very similar family environment to esther's and i was like esther watch this lady i was like i had those same shoes <laughs> <laughs> That haircut. I had that haircut. (laughs) I had that same exact haircut. Yeah. Uh, What are we doing next? Oh, let's do some Patreon shout outs. Yeah, Patreon. (sighs) (sighs) Deep breath. Drink some water. I should have brought some water. Now I'm all jacked up. Okay, Patreon shoutouts. Anyway, we have a Patreon and we really appreciate people who support us there. It makes it way easier to make all of this stuff happen and just like keep the lights on in the podcast. Yes, exactly. So our first one for today is Kirsten. Four, five, six, seven. And your card is the Queen of Cups. Oh, look at this client. It's I love the cups. I know. All, like coffee so mugs. And Renee, your card is the Nine of Cups. Oh, love that too. Cups, cups, cups. I know a lot of emotions today. And I don't think we have any announcements. We are recording a special episode next week. I know Esther's so. I mean, both of us are excited, but Esther is like beyond Super excited. Excited. So, so that'll be fun. And yes. we're continuing to do the summer schedule till the end of, which I guess is only 10 days from now. So we only have one more, <laughs> one more, the, next, the, the final Lenormand episode yeah. that we are releasing. And then the special episode, the very special episode. So excited. Yeah. 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 So excited. Awesome. So I don't think we have any other announcements yet. No, but Exciting stuff is happening. Although on the on the front end, it may not look like things are happening. On the back end, things are happening. <laughs> things are happening that we can't share quite yet. Yes. But don't you worry. All will be revealed very soon. Yes, it's true. It's true. <sighs> None of us are moving or having babies or any of that sort of thing. No, no, no. no nothing like that. But like like podcast yeah. stuff podcast is happening. Stuff. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm too overly caffeinated for this. Okay, so this week we're talking about Golden Girls Tarot as discussed by our lovely floral robes. Thank you for being a friend. Golden Girls Tarot is by the Australian artist and illustrator Chantelle D'Souza. She actually previously illustrated a Will and Grace playing cards, a Seinfeld playing cards, and Friends playing cards, all of which were released by Smith Street Gift. Uh, Smith Street Gift says this about the deck. Who could you trust more with your future than Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia, the four leading ladies of TV's enduring sitcom, The Golden Girls? Printed on high-quality card material and packaged in a conveniently unbendable box, this one-of-a-kind unofficial tarot deck (laughs) celebrates the enduring legacy 
of the classic TV show, The Golden Girls. More than 30 years after it first aired, the show retains a steadily growing cult following. Um, Just as a side note, it's streaming on Hulu if anyone would like to watch it. Uh, And I'm sure it's streaming elsewhere too, but I found it on Hulu. The Golden Girls ran for seven seasons, collecting a staggering 58 Emmy nominations and 11 wins along the way. And over the years, this hit comedy about four fierce and sassy ladies sharing a house in Miami charmed millions of viewers with its wit and verve, and most of all, the strength and quality of the friendship between its four iconic characters. The Golden Girls tarot cards are based on the simple structure of the classic Rider Waite tarot deck. Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia are each given their own suit. This deck also comes with some basic and Golden Girls central instructions on how to kickstart your career in tarot reading, which I must have thrown that card away because I don't remember it at all. I, I have it. Okay. It's very, it's very small. Okay. Very small. Uh, <laughs> and hey, if your future as ordained by these cards ain't looking so bright, just turn on one of your favorite episodes of the Golden Girls to whittle away the time with everyone's favorite foursome. Uh, and then we'll also tag a uh, Golden Girls fan blog review of the cards in the show notes because this woman who uh, writes the blog goldengirlsfashion.com also wrote a bunch of Golden Girls centric uh, spreads, which are very yes, fun. Yes, they're so cute. They're, they're so, so cute. cute. So definitely check that out. Uh, I, I really liked her review of it too because she's yeah obviously a super fan of the golden girls so she saw a little bit more nuance to some of the cards yes. than i did <laughs> yes do we want to talk about our own backgrounds with the show because i think that there are definitely yeah people i think who so. know it better than we do <laughs> yes yes definitely introduce ourselves and our relationship with this tv show yeah you can go first okay i would watch this okay so this is my nightly tv routine when i was a teenager <laughs> i had a small little tv in my room when I was like 16, 17, 18, I would watch Forensic Files from 9 to 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, I turned to Lifetime and would watch, I believe it was Frasier first. Uh-huh. And then it was Golden Girls. And then it was The Nanny. <laughs> I loved The Nanny so much. I, I know. I did too. All of those shows are like iconic to me. Yeah. So to me, like the Golden Girls was just a bright spot in my every night I would watch the golden yeah, girls like totally. secretly in my room like at 11 o'clock at night I just like watch it did lifetime and air them sequentially or was it just kind of random I believe it was sequentially because oh, cool. I think they were all in the order so it was or like in some sort of like form in order so I didn't like miss out on anything but I but since then I've not really watched the golden girls because they went off tv yeah i've moved to the other side of the world and yeah. it's just not here <laughs> you don't like live in an area where they're rerunning it all the time i don't even right. think they're really i mean does anyone have cable still i guess is the real question right right but that means that you're much more well versed in it than i am because i was more of like a watch a show if it was on while i was homesick kind of viewer of it okay uh so i've seen a lot of episodes but not in any sort of order <laughs> okay okay <laughs> But I'm a huge Rue McClanahan fan, so I read her autobiography like years ago and have just, you know, been super into her ever since. I think that now also we're so not accustomed to multicam sitcoms that when you go back to rewatch it, it can feel weird. And then, of course, also it was a sitcom that was on between 85 and 92, so there are problematic components of it. So it's almost like one of those things where I think the nostalgia for sort of like the vibrant colors and this like funny sassy archetypes and the friendship and the love like all of that stuff is 
really nostalgic. And I don't know when I, when I went back to rewatch it, the multicam component was so distracting that I kind of couldn't watch more than two episodes in a row. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I know I'm such a weirdo about multi. I like, it even happens now with friends, which I watched Uh 4,000 times when I was in college. Right. But yeah, so I know enough that I can like keep up with pop cultural stuff about it. Like I recognize a lot of references uh, but I, if somebody said like, what about this specific episode? I'd be like, Ooh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, my memory is, is, you know, I almost said whipped cream. Whipped That's cream. I, <laughs> I like that even more because it's there, but it's melting. It's airy. It's very airy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an airhead. Anyway, so my, me- but my memory is not very good. So names are going to totally escape me, even though I know the character and yeah. how they fit into the story. That's my problem is names, all right. the time names. But I do think that it, we still feel like motivated to review a deck like this because pop cultural decks can be so bad or so good. And yeah. this one, I think, is really effective. Like, yes. Esther, we probably won't ever review the Drag Race deck because yeah, tarot, yeah. it is. It is nonsensical, <laughs> like in the framework of yeah, the show. Right. Or that, or so it seems based on things you've said before to me about it. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the official one where that, or not the official one, but the current one that's on Amazon, the drag race deck, it doesn't, the archetypes do not match with the Queens at all. I'm very, very disappointed. Yeah. So I, re- I almost refuse to do it because it's just kind of like, what's the point if I can't connect with this deck? Already yeah. Like it won't be something things. you'll be able to use moving forward. Exactly. But I found this one to be kind of the opposite end of that spectrum opposite, yeah. where it's like an incredibly effective pop cultural deck. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So where you can find it, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it through bookstore.org if you want to support local businesses but it's a mass market so it's pretty easy to find mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't find the specific specs for the cardstock but to me it feels kind of like a 300 GSM mm-hmm. it's yeah fa- it's pretty lightweight um it doesn't feel like you're gonna break it but it's definitely no. not like sturdy it's, sturdy it's not it's not made like by a tarot card company yeah essentially <laughs> that's a good distinction <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it has a rigid one piece box, which I think is both stylistically cool because it's kind of like yeah. art deco-y and also really yes. great for storage. I cracked up in their own description when it talked about the box. What, are, what, what was the quote? What was the quote? What did printed on a high and packaged in a conveniently unbendable box? Yeah, I'm unbendable. Like, okay, sure. Unbendable <laughs> box. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for for bringing that to my attention. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking- <laughs> It's really funny, but I like it because it is like yeah. I really like this style of box because it's it's slim. I could fit it on the shelf. It top opens yeah very there's easily. Not, but there's so not it's very convenient. Pieces. The other thing is that no matter how you store it, so I like if you file it with the sides facing forward, it has all four of the characters' faces. Yeah. If you style it with the with the top facing forward, it says the Golden Girls on it. And if you style it with the front facing forward, it says a look into your future from the Lanai with the Golden Girls yeah. like tarot logo and it's the exact color scheme you want with sort of like the sunset like orange to bright pink mm-hmm. thing so it's super cute yeah do you want to it's talk a little cute. bit about the instructions card because i don't know where it is <laughs> the instructions card and so it basically talks about where its design was based on rws and it's a simple roadmap for your future four basic steps of a reading is shuffling and they're like it seems obvious 
But you have to think about your area in your life in which you seek to find clarity, relationships, career, prospects, which season of the Golden Girls to binge today. So it's like very personable. It's like not yeah. a boring little card. So step one is shuffle. Step two is a spread. And, and of course, like the simple spread is like past, present, future. And you can do that. A read, first absorb the impression you get from the cards and then reflect once you've read the cards, it's time to end the reading. Reflect on any realizations that have surfaced. So it's basically like a very, very short guide on how to read tarot yeah so but it does i guess we'll get to this in a second too okay. it's so focused it's so based on rws that it's not like you have to be a tarot expert to like oh not at all, yeah. at all. definitely yeah. uh okay so construct variations it is only characters from the golden girls so it is very very white and almost only the only people depicted well not really but the majority of the people depicted are those four women Yes. Um, Blanche is the suit of pentacles. Rose is the suit of cups. Dorothy is the suit of swords. And Sophia is the suit of wands. Um, so yeah, the colors are super fun and late eighties, early nineties. Yes. Um, very, very vibrant. Yes. I think that like, if we, if I were more of an expert, I would be able to identify like every single outfit as being from a specific episode because it's very oh, yeah. focused on kind of the costume design and set design yes. of the show itself. Yeah, um, especially like Dorothy in the major arcana, like oh all my of gosh. those like iconic dresses outfits. and outfits yeah. in the entire series are in that. Totally, totally. It's God, the just level of crazy arms like the like, I know. big voluminous like armhole <laughs> situations. It's just like, this is such an era. What a delight, <laughs> Esther. What a delight. <laughs> so when I've used this, so I think it's appropriate for all levels of reading, but what I've used this for is just when I want something a little bit like fun, like it does give yeah. pretty straightforward good readings, but it also just makes me really happy because it's so filled with brightness yes. and like kind of, silliness in some ways yeah well it's, it's kind of it's very vibrant and because you especially if you have purchased it because you love the golden girls and the tv show or even if you just know a little bit about it you understand that these women are fun women who are living their life the way they've wanted to live their life yeah they're not living their life according to some other construct they're enjoying life and this deck invites you to enjoy your life using it yeah totally and it just feels like like it just evokes that sort of energy that the show does because all of yeah. the, all of the colors, all the furniture, all of the like leaf patterns and backgrounds, like mm -hmm. everyone kind of can identify Blanche's iconic bedroom wallpaper. And there's like yeah. echoes of that sort of like tropical print in the back of a lot of cards and not always mm -hmm. in the same color, but like, just the level of tropicality almost is like yeah. really fun and kitschy and like just so cute. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about your favorite cards? I'm so curious to hear what they are. Yes. Okay. I, re I really, really love that each character has their own suit yeah. to kind of like display them and their relations with each other and their relations with other, like mostly we have the men in their life that have come and gone essentially. Yeah. So I really love that sort of zoom in focus on each character. 
And I really don't disagree with any of the personifications Me of like either. Rose being the cups or Dorothy being a sword or Sophia being a wand and Blanche being the pentacles. I don't disagree with any of that at all. I heard, I read somewhere that they felt like, uh, not Rue, sorry, Blanche should be wands and yeah. that making, sorry, making, what the heck's her Sophia? name? Sophia. Yeah, making Sophia <laughs> pentacles. But I really like, I think that some, the yeah. person who said that might have not liked pentacles as much. <laughs> or something yeah but I feel like Blanche is perfect for pentacle pentacles because of that tactility and sensuality that she's like so upfront well, with Blanche was always concerned about money yeah she was like dating snob. people with money and it wasn't that she, it wasn't that she was less grounded because uh, I at first was like well, why isn't Blanche a wand but when thinking about it like Sophia had that fiery passion where she would like Get, snap yeah. back at you with a witty sort of thing immediately and Blanche to me was that more like grounded person like Sophia was grounded, but to me, Blanche kind of personifies pentacles with that moving like groundedness, but also that concern about money. Yeah. And we have to recognize that there is that fluidity within the pentacles as well. Yeah, so. totally. Anyway, so I didn't really disagree with that. Did all, you but. love the devil card? Cause that's one of my favorites uh, for sure. That is one of my favorite cards. <laughs> I, one of my favorites. I love this devil card it's, so much. It's Blanche it's perfect. wearing like a sparkly red dress with actual devil horns, eating a piece of cheesecake and winking at winking. the viewer. It's the so wink. perfect. It's so perfect. I love the devil card so much because it's like, it's not bringing that terror into the devil not at of like all. you're trapped. It's just like, you know, let's have a little bit of fun. Wink. You and know, I think sort that's of. the other thing is that even though it could be like, you know, unable to control urges or whatever the devil mm -hmm. interpretation you want to go with is, it's also yeah. like there's the wink makes it feel like, you know, treat yourself. Yeah, we're going to be a little naughty tonight. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Which is like such so, a cliche about middle-aged women, but I, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just like, just live your life and just enjoy it. Exactly. Um, I also love the death card because this is one of Dorothy's like iconic outfits and she's Ugh. holding a skull with a sigh. A scythe? Sith? Sigh. I would say whatever, sigh. 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 Okay. I was like, I think I said that right. But anyway, I just love her, that depiction of death. I also she love it because vampiric. she, like, part of her story component is being, like, shockingly abandoned by her longtime husband. Like, he leaves uh -huh. her for a younger woman. And so she has to start all over. So that sort of yes. rebirth is so perfect for, yeah, for Dorothy. that character. Yeah. Like, it's just... And she looks like such a bad Ugh. bitch. So, so good. <laughs> also, I love the sun card. And I love Rose being on the sun card because Rose had just always the sunny, sunniest outlook. She was always like trying to make things positive. She's so excited, like jumpingly, jump, jumpingly in this. Did you hear that? Jumpingly. She's so excited jumping hey, in this. That's fine. Sunflower. It could be an adverb. <laughs> Is that an adverb? Just, I don't even know. I know, we have no idea. This is a terror <laughs> podcast, not a girl yeah. podcast. <laughs> but she's just jumping and excited. And I think it's like a reminder that things aren't always as dreary as we think yeah. they are. Or, yeah. you know, and that's, that's to me is like a really, really joyful point. Um, I don't know which one to do next because they're both like really good. Like, okay, I'll do the, I'll do the chariot next because it's Blanche with two of her hunk and hunk and like men in front. And they're like 90s muscle shirts. <laughs> I love her outfit, and I know this is in an episode. Like, I know this is an episode. I don't remember what the situation was, but I just love this callback. Yeah. Ugh, it's just so good. And it's very Blanche. Yeah. I, 
I love it. I love Rue McClanahan so much. So originally they wanted to cast Rue McClanahan and Betty White as each other's characters because in previous shows, Betty White had been the kind of like sexy seductressy one and Uh Rue McClanahan had been like the just joyful positive one. So they originally cast them that way and then they switched it at the last minute because neither of the women wanted to be typecast. And it's so funny because Betty White, like, I mean, obviously she's a old lady now, but I think Uh that people ascribe so much more of the like lighthearted joyfulness to her than the sexy seductress from her previous show to her. And it's so funny to imagine them in switched roles. Like it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to think of that. Like she's the perfect Rose and Ugh, it's so good. And my last favorite from the majors is Shady Pines is the tower and Shady Pines is falling down and burning down. Cause that was an episode of, (laughs) I think, I think, that was one of the reasons that she moved in or like she had to go back or something. Uh, Sophia. So anyway, shady pines burning down. <laughs> something happened there and I forget what, but anyway. Um, and then to my three minor favorites, I have three minor favorites. Oh, my first one is the three of swords because yeah. I think that Dorothy just depicts it so perfectly. Cause I drew this, like I've been just using this as like a daily, like, sort of card drawing sort of thing. Uh-huh. And I drew the three of swords and it was like a hard day. And it just reminded me like that, like Dorothy's been through this yeah. and I can make it through too. Like yeah. there's, there's someone like on the card that has been through a hard time that I can identify with. And, and I love the depiction because she's like, it's, she's wearing a long sweater as B Arthur is want to do yes. <laughs> with the heart being punctured. There's like a stormy sky behind her, but in the foreground, she's still in this sort of like, tropical greenery filled lanai you know so I think it's helpful to remember like people can go through the hardest stuff and have to really confront heartbreak but Mm -hmm. still like not have I mean I guess you you wouldn't be reading it this way probably of being like and then but you're still in like a happy place it's just like right I just think that using her in that way is so good because she's like hilarious and Mm -hmm mean and like all of those things and that heartbreak feeling of the three of swords is just like really well done with her and it is and you can see that she's disappointed but it's not like a fatalistic sort of mindset yeah hard yeah and i like that um also the ten of cups where it's rose and her love charlie because that's why she moved in because charlie died and it's them as like a young couple together and just like the ten of cups this was her happily ever after and she got it and she still lived on past that happily ever after to still be happily ever after why is that making me want to cry esther because it's just so beautiful it's just so sweet and then my last favorite card, of course, is the Three of Cups because it's just I the three love women the there three of cups. with. And I know this is an episode, like a birthday. I think it's a birthday episode where they have the cherry cheesecake there with a glass of wine, and they're just cheersing each the other. Drop it's just so wasted perfect. dresses in this I, show. I know it's completely, completely bananas. That would be the worst possible dress structure oh, yeah. for my physical body. Uh-huh. But I remember my grandmother wearing them like crazy in the late oh, yeah. 80s and early 90s. Oh, yeah. So those are my favorites. What I love are the your three favorites. What too. crossovers so did we have? We, I have, I like a lot of them, but I think to narrow it down to the ones that you didn't already mention, I'll just talk about three. Okay. 
one of them, I'll start with this one. The Four of Cups is Rose sitting on like just a great 80s chair. Oh, yes. And the reason that I like it is that there are three cups on the table in front of her and one in the sky, which is like typical for this card depiction. But she's also clutching a pillow to her chest, uh-huh. which turns it from less of like a boredom and ennui to more of like a like trapped feeling uh-huh. like more of the emphasis on not knowing what to do mm-hmm. rather than just like being bored. There's like a level of anxiety that it adds. And it's yeah. just like the furniture is really cute. Of course, Betty White is really cute. And I think that the clutching the pillow thing is just so relatable. So, so I really yeah, love so that much. depiction. I also really love the nine of pentacle. I think my last two actually of <laughs> my favorite cards, I have five truly, truly favorite cards and Rue McClanahan is on three of them, <laughs> four of them, of the five. Because <laughs> I also had the devil and the three of cups. But oh, yeah. I also really like the nine of pentacles because I think I that this is that what one. sort of like is peak yes. Blanche being the suit of pentacles. Yes. She's like Ugh. sitting in a yard. It's all the pentacles are on her chair. She has a glass of champagne. She's like surrounded by this greenery. She looks just like so self-assured and confident. Uh And it's just like really, really adorable. Like she looks sly and also like she's having a great time. And I'm just here for it. Uh, And then last but not least is the high priestess. Oh, yeah. And I love the high priestess card because it has a lot of the similar symbols that we'd always look for, like the upturned moon at the feet and all of that. But the Mm -hmm. fact that there's like these beautiful, huge tropical leaves flanking her rather than the pillars brings it so specifically into this like time period and aesthetic. And I also really like Blanche being the high priestess because I think that like the idea that maybe she knows herself the most, she's done the most Mm -hmm. introspection. Like she both is kind of like focused on money, but also she's aware of that about herself. Like she kind of like sees herself really well. Not that other characters don't, but she like Blanche knows who she is. Right. And so I like that sort of like implication for the high priestess of it being like, in addition to connected to intuition, but also like self-assuredness. And I also yeah. just think it's like a cool ass card. Like you, it's like sunset. Mm. So there's sort of the dark blue fading to the light purple at the bottom of the page or at the bottom of the card. And then having those like big leafy plants behind her is just like peak golden girls to me. So I yeah. am just so into it. Well, and I just love that it's a depiction of a woman who loves her body and knows how to like, Get yeah, that pleasure from her body and enjoys herself in that aspect. Yeah, and like you know, because a lot of times the high priestess is the one who's like the all-knowing, like woman who's very Mother Mary sort of thing. And so I think I really love that. Like you know, she knows herself and she's willing to not compromise that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just like I just found it to be such an effective deck. And I think that if you as somebody who's seen every episode of me as someone who's seen like half the episode, but loves the idea of it all. Uh It's just like it's such an effective sort of like pop culture deck because it hits it both from a like purely aesthetic point of view and also from a content point of view, which I think is where pop culture decks go wrong. Like, for example, I mean, I don't want to shit all over the drag race deck but that one is like aesthetically accurate but Uh content not 
Right. And that's always the risk that's going to happen with pop culture decks because you're trying to shoehorn stuff into meaning. I actually think that that's one of the reasons why a friend's deck wouldn't really work. Right. Because there isn't sort of like that breadth of archetypes within mm-hmm. the friend's characters in the same way that it seems like there is amongst the four women of the Golden Girls. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, the people, somebody could make an excellent friend's pop culture deck, but it would just take somebody who really knew tarot. And I think right. that part of the problem with pop culture decks is that a lot of the times the f- it comes from a place of fandom of the pop culture mm-hmm. rather than tarot understanding. And this is right. like a really good combination. Yes. Yes. This, this to me, either this person, this artist has either done their homework really well or they're a tarot fan that was inspired to do a Golden Girls deck. Yeah. Because yeah. like all the archetypes are just so perfect so good. for this deck. So good. So good. I don't even have a WTF card. I thought all of them were I know. Great. I didn't I didn't either. Like I looked at all of them. I was just like, no, they all like like the emotion like to me because I guess it's tied with the characters and these are beloved characters to me. Like be, like it's very easy for me to get in touch with my emotions using this deck than a lot of other decks that we just kind of pick up. I love stuff. it. I love that so cuz there is sort of that like nostalgia also. So it's almost yeah. like a like Six of Cups. Cupsy sort of deck, yeah. Yeah, like, we're just, like, into it for that oh, reason. Oh, and the, and the backs are perfect. Oh, I my God, yes. The backs <laughs> of them are, like, such iconic sort of, like, Art Deco Miami pattern. It's just a teal yes. with all of the Art Deco, like, triangle angular stuff on the back. Yeah. And then all, the addition of the tropical fronds. Yeah, perfect. So good. Uh, okay, I'm going to also suggest reading Rue McClanahan's book because okay, <laughs> I really yeah. loved it. I think you should read it. I gave it five stars, Esther. <laughs> it's called My First Five Husbands and the Ones Who Got Away. Oh, that's that's perfect for Rue. I love it's that. so great. And <laughs> the beginning of the book description says, this book is about men I have known in both the platonic and biblical senses. <laughs> And I really liked it because, like, she's obviously not Blanche, but they do relate so heavily to each other. And I think that it's really cool to read autobiographies about that kind of, like, Mm -hmm. her early career was in the studio system of early Hollywood. And so it's cool to see her experiences. And then also she got so much more famous in old age. And I think that Mm -hmm. the reflection of somebody who had that lived experience of being, like, a regular working actor turned cultural icon in her sixties is like Uh such a cool perspective to read. And it's funny and it's sweet and there's sad parts and it's just so, so good. So read it. It's awesome. Uh, and I think that's it. Is that our show? Is that our show? No, we have a relationship with the deck card. Oh, right. Oh my God. I'm so ahead of myself. I do love shuffling it. I mean, having it be a thinner cardstock is so nice for that. Uh, I got the devil for this. You didn't love it. I know, but seriously, this is a deck that I carry with me probably a lot more. So I'm so glad. Oh, and I got the Ten of Cups. Oh, Holly. This freaking deck. Yeah, I'm so glad that Logan got this for you for your birthday. I know. I'm I so, mean, you were like, like literally a moment away from ordering it I know, for yourself. I, order the, I was like, uh, it won't because it wouldn't ship to Korea. And I was like, Esther, 
what are you going to do? I'm like, we haven't shipped to Holly's house, but then like, it'll probably miss the box that Holly's going to send. So why are you ordering it now? And you can just <laughs> order it later and order a different deck now. And blah, 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 blah. But then I'm so thankful I did not pull that trigger. Like some, like the universe prevented me from pulling that trigger. Yeah, girl, you can't buy anything in the month leading up to your birthday because it will ruin something <laughs> for someone else. <laughs> I'll be, I'll have to announce ahead of time. I am thinking of buying this deck. No, you have to say, I just bought this deck. <laughs> or no, I guess that's true. If you bring it up in a not like I'm buying this currently, somebody will buy it for you. Yeah, if you bring yeah. it up in a I just bought this, there you are running a risk that somebody I already am bought it a for risk. you. I'm having a double, but it's fine. I'll just keep what they got me and then give away what I bought myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right, so too. that's our show. Yes. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to. Do we want to announce it? No, let's not announce it. No, let's not announce it. Let's not jinx yourself. But okay. we're hopefully going to have a special episode in two weeks. Yeah. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a sweet little handy dandy form with which to submit questions. And also tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow. And we really appreciate being a show that's live on air, getting reviews. Yeah, totally. Positive reviews. Very please positive. If you you give a negative, we will just pretend that you are jealous of us. (laughs) That's when our, like, decision that people are just haters. Although, I don't think we've ever said that to each other about podcast-related stuff. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. (laughs) Life stuff. Anyway, you can also follow follow us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community or Discord, uh, which are both linked in the show notes. And we have a red bubble shop that has stuff in it. Yep. And someone purchased a stuff yesterday. So thank you oh. for that listener purchasing a stuff. Oh, yay. And uh, <laughs> we really appreciate it. So we hope that uh, you enjoy our, the, our, you know. Our stuff. Our stuff. All the stuffs. <laughs> All the stuffs. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so we much. We did. You're yay. doing an amazing job. Yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> you got this. <laughs>